Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we want to invite you to come ride along with us in the cab for Church on the Road every day at 8 a.m., 4 p.m., and midnight. That's right, three times a day you can ride along with us in the cab. We'll have some great testimonies, some awesome country gospel music, and maybe a little bit of preaching. So join us for Church on the Road. Right here on Lonesome Road Radio. I'm driving when the sun comes up. I'm driving when the sun goes down. The hum of 18 wheels. Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever till the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, and the road is my life, and hey, it's my partner Fred Mooney's life now. He's got in the cab with us, and he's riding along with us, and it's always good to have my partner Fred Mooney with us. Hi, I'm Fred Mooney, and I just want to say that I'm honored, and I am excited to be here in the cab with Gary today, and it's my prayer today that we'll be a blessing to you all out there. Church on the road. Uh, That's right, Fred. We're going to have church on the road. So buckle up, all you listeners out there, and hang on because we're going to kick this program off with a song that I know you're going to enjoy. Here's our good friend James Payne with We Need a Move of God. And that's what we need in this country, folks. Is down, protesting riots burning town after town. Altars are empty and our prisons full today. Enough is enough, we can't go on this way. We need a move of God, need a Holy Ghost revival, need to get back to the Bible. Remember what we forgot, we need a move of God. Start living like the chosen. Start blessing and start sowing. Take back what the devil stole on. We need a move of 
together stretching a net across America to change this country that we're living in back to the Christian nation that was founded. And that's what we're doing here at Lonesome Road Ministry. We are trying to network together with as many ministries as possible. And recently we've partnered up with Midnight Crusaders Ministry. They have a telephone conference line six days a week out there for drivers to call in and join them in this fight to spread the gospel across America. Their conference line is Monday through Friday at 9.20 p.m. Eastern Time and Tuesday through Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the way you call in on this conference line is you dial this number, 862-303-2200, and then you put an access code 43617-POUND. And you can join the Midnight Crusaders stretching a net across America. And they recently let me preach a message on this conference line. And we're going to share that with you right now on today's program. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses, uh, now let's just start with verse 18. And it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare praise. And I just want to praise the Lord for this opportunity tonight to speak to uh, such a great group of uh, drivers and, and fellow Christians out there on the road. And I appreciate you, Pastor Tom, for this opportunity. Tumbleweed, I appreciate you for introducing me to this great group of people that you're associated with and uh, got to know Hawkeye a little bit and so I'm, I'm starting to get to know some of the Midnight Crusaders and I think Kurt's a big part of it and he's been part of Lonesome Road too so I just want to thank you all for allowing me to be bringing the message tonight so let me pray Lord I pray tonight for an anointing to deliver your message to your people so that this message will sink deep in the hearts of those who hear it, and they will know that you are the way, the truth, the life, and you will use each and every 
one of us to be that light out there on the road, shining the gospel light all across America, stretching a net across America. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I got saved August 13th, 1995. And after I, I was a drug addict, I was an alcoholic, I was 43 years old when I got saved, and I just wanted to find out who this man called Jesus was that had saved me driving down the road at 65 mile an hour on the highway. And I started reading my Bible and started searching everything I could. I just wanted to serve God. I just, I just knew I had to do something for God, but I wasn't capable of anything. I didn't know how to do nothing. I didn't have no talent. I couldn't sing. I couldn't, couldn't uh, play an instrument. But God started giving me songs to write, and I just started writing songs. And I didn't know why I was writing or nothing. I just, I just, God was pouring this into me, and I just poured it out of me onto the paper. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. For, for several years, I would just kept writing songs. And I remember in a, my pastor's house one night at a, for some men's Bible study, uh, group. There was about six or seven guys in this Bible study. And I remember studying, uh, they had some kind of book they were studying. And I, I tell you, I didn't have a clue what they was talking about. They was so far over my head. I just, I was just sitting there and I was just, and I'd pray under my breath and, and pray to myself. And I just ask God for wisdom and strength and courage and knowledge. Help me understand what in the world these guys are talking about and it was just my prayer was just god i just need wisdom and strength and courage and knowledge and boy god just started giving me all of that i was asking for and it wasn't long that i'd been reading i was reading my bible and it wasn't long i was understanding everything that was going on in that sunday school class and it wasn't long then they needed a Sunday school teacher, and everybody started pointing at me. And I thought, well, I'm no teacher. And, uh, but I did, I did tell God out there on the highway that day that I would do anything he wanted me to do. I'd go anywhere he wanted me to go. I'd say anything he wanted me to say if he would just save me. And he did save me, and so I remembered that prayer. And so when they asked me to teach a Sunday school class, I started teaching a Sunday school class. And it wasn't long I figured out that the reason God had me teaching that class was so that I could learn. <laughs> I was the only one reading the lesson. I had to read that lesson every all week long just to be able to teach that 40-minute class on Sunday. So I studied and I studied and I studied and I, I taught for several years there. And in 1999, out on the highway, I picked up a cassette tape and started listening to cassette tapes out on the highway. And God spoke to me out there on that highway and said, this is your ministry. This is what I've called you to do, start a tape ministry. And I thought, well, there's no way I could do that. I wouldn't even know where to start. And I didn't, I didn't have a clue. And I, it, and I kept thinking about that and I tried and I couldn't do it. And, and it was just, I struggled with that for months and months and months. And, and in May of 2000, the Sunday school class bought me, I was the teacher, they bought me a book for my birthday called the Jabez Prayer. <laughs> and I started reading this Jabez Prayer. And uh, I just want to read just a little bit of this right here in the first, this first page. After I read this first page, I was hooked. I, I had to consume this book and it starts out a giant prayer that will change your walk change your life change your church this little book you're holding in your hand what is what about what happens when ordinary christians decide to reach for an extraordinary life which as it turns out is exactly the kind of god that god promises that's what i was asking for i was asking god to do something with me. And and it, it, it just, when I read that line, I just knew that I was supposed to consume this book. 
Where should I throw my energy, my passion? What did God want for, for me? That's what I was trying to figure out. And I read on down there, on, on down there it says, want a bigger vision for your life? And I almost screamed, yes. <laughs> I mean, I was screaming at this book. Yes, I want a bigger vision for my life. Then it says right here, sign up to be a gimper for God. And I thought, what's a gimper? <laughs> I don't even know what a gimper is. But then I turned the page and it, it, it tells you, a gimper is someone who always does a little more than what's required or expected. Man, I tell you, you take that right there, do a little bit more than what's required or expected from you in your job, in your church, in your home. You take that and go that extra mile. Do it just a little bit more than it's expected and watch what happens in your life. I guarantee you things are going to change big time when you do just a little bit more than what is expected. And then I run across this Jabez prayer in here. And I read that. And, it, and it's in uh, First Chronicles uh, chapter 4, verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. <laughs> indeed. That means bless me a lot is what that means. Lord, I want, I want blessings a lot and enlarge my territory. Lord, give me more, pe more people to reach than just this little area that I'm living in. Lord, I wanna, I'm a truck driver. Lord, I want to be able to reach people out on the road everywhere I go. Help me to do exactly that. And Lord, and it says, and enlarge my territory and your hand would be with me. Lord, keep your hand on me because, man, I need your strength. I need your protection. I need you to guide me and keep me safe out there on that road and that you would keep me from evil. Lord, I need you to extinguish every fiery dart that Satan throws at me and protect me from evil. Don't let the evil one attack me because he's around every corner that you turn in life. The evil one is attacking you. So you need that protection of God on you. And Lord, protect me from evil so that I may not cause pain. You hear that? Protect me from evil so that I may not cause pain. Don't let me do something stupid, God, is what I'm saying right there. So God granted him what he requested. I love this prayer. And I did one thing with this prayer. When it says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, I, I put my name right above Jabez. And Gary called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. That Jabez prayer, this book right here, I started reading this and reading this and I, and I kept reading this and kept praying that prayer and asking God to enlarge me increase me and I have been doing that ever since 2000 so 23 years of ministry basically and God has blessed me and enlarged me and kept raising me up to levels that I cannot even imagine I mean it's unbelievable the little tape ministry that I ended up starting in October of 2000 became one of the largest minister, tape ministries in the country, I've been told. It's all because of God asking God to enlarge me, increase me, and raise me up to levels that I can't even dream or imagine. There's no limit to what God can do in your life when you make it all about helping others. God wants you to have four more than you could ever dream, imagine, or even ask for. So 
The question is, why not ask, right? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. Verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Wow. I'll tell you, you talk about you talk about opening doors. God is the He can open any door that that He wants for your life if you will just pray, believe, and ask. And I was asking God to increase me, enlarge me, and I ended up after the cassette tapes, the CDs came along, and then we started doing CDs. I ended up in Carmi working for an oil field company and God woke me up in the middle of the night in 2007. This is seven years after I began a cassette tape ministry. God woke me up in the middle of the night. I was doing a CD ministry at my church at home and it was running about, we was doing about uh, 6,000 a month, which was huge, huge ministry. But God woke me up in the middle of the night and he sent me to my Bible and I opened my Bible and I read this verse right here. God sent me to Revelations chapter three, verse eight. And he says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have little strength. Boy, that, ain't, that is so true. I have so little strength, but you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I have been doing a cassette tape ministry and a CD ministry for seven years, and God decided it was time to open a new door and raise me up to a new level. And I read that verse, and God said, I'm gonna make you an oil field chaplain. I never heard of an oil field chaplain, so I got on the internet and Googled oil field chaplain, and I, there was no such thing. I couldn't find anything. And I thought, this is crazy. There ain't no such thing. But uh, the next night, God woke me up with the same dream and sent me to the scripture. And I read that again. And I knew that I had to do what God was calling me to do. And so I went in and told my boss the, the next, well, I was going to do it Monday. And uh, I chickened out. <laughs> I thought, he's going to think I'm crazy. But... Uh, so Tuesday, I went in and told my boss that God wanted me to be an oil field chaplain. And he looked at me, and he had the funniest look on his face. I still remember. And then all of a sudden, he just jumped up in the air, and he said, let's do it. We're going to do it. You're the oil field chaplain. And he sat back down, and he said, now, what does an oil field chaplain do? <laughs> I said, I got no clue, but I know that's what God spoke to me to do. And he said, well, you're it. What do you want to do? I said, well, maybe we'll start a CD ministry for oil field workers and people out on the road. I do the one at the church, and it's been pretty successful. Why don't we start one here? So that's what we did. We started a, a CD ministry for oil field workers and, and people out on the road, truck drivers. And it got so huge and so big that I had to resign from my church and do the oil field ministry all by itself and alone. And so I started doing that. And it got to so huge and so big. It just kept going and kept going. And we finally got up to doing 20,000 CDs a month at, down there at Carmi. And to date, we've done over 3 million CDs. Uh, sent them out free of charge all over the country. Now we're doing a lot of different cards, uh, podcast cards, and a lot of uh, uh, radio programs and radio. We've got our own radio station now, and now God has raised us up to another level, and we're getting ready to have our own streaming TV channel. That's what God is doing in in uh, our lives when we say, here am I, use me. Let me be everything that you've called me to be. And if we'll do that, man, I tell you, there's nothing that God won't do in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter four, 
Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look onto the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receives wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is the saying true, one soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you have entered into their labor. You know, God wants us to work together to reach people out in the out in the highways and hedges. And that's what's what that scripture is saying right there. We can work together. One soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap where you bestowed no labor. I mean, there's people that come into this ministry right now, and we've had 20 years of uh, work put into this ministry, but they come in and they reap all the same harvest that we do in heaven because that's the way God has set it up. All we have to do is step in and help somebody else, and we get to reap all the rewards that they have labored to get. It's not about us. It's about him. It's always about Jesus. Everything we do has to be about Jesus. Yes, we are to go out and reach people, not so that we can get bigger, but so that the kingdom can get bigger. That is our calling in life, is to go ye therefore, to make a difference in the lives of others. You know, when I picked up that cassette tape back in uh, 1999, it was by Ray Sisk, and that's the tape that spoke to me to start a tape ministry. And he, Ray Sisk, had a motto, and I have adopted that motto. Others, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others so that I might live for thee. If we will keep our ministry all about others, then God will pour out blessings that we cannot contain. We will, <laughs> we can do everything that God has called us to do. There's nothing too hard for God. Our churches should be a refueling station. Our uh, Thursday night line that we do at Lonesome Road, Channel 21, is a refueling station. Midnight Crusaders, they do a line. You guys are doing a line every day. I mean, what a refueling station you guys have got. A place where people can come in and get filled up with the Holy Spirit. And just like I was talking about earlier, once we get filled up, then we are to go out and pour out on others. It's like when you walk through a truck stop, you should be going splish, splash. Everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit splashing on everybody that you come in contact with. When they look at you, they should see Jesus. They should see that shine on you because you are full of Jesus. If you're, you got to be that light that shines everywhere you go. We are that light. We need to be constantly looking to improve our ways of reaching others. Too many of our churches and trucking ministries are not upgrading. They are in the mindset of, well, this is the way it, we've always done it. Worked good when we first started. It ought to work now. Well, no, 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 it don't. The methods have to change, but the message stays the same. We've got to keep the same message about Jesus Christ. Jesus saves. Jesus delivers. Jesus heals. It's all about Jesus the message stays the same, but the methods have to change. I mean, when I first started out, I was doing cassette tapes. If I was still doing cassette tapes right now, there I would have a very low audience. I mean, there's not very many cassette tapes out there today. So we have to change our methods. We went from cassettes to CDs to podcasts to radio programs. We got a conference line. We've got... Uh, Bibles and books and tracks and and radio station. We've even got our own radio station now, LonesomeRoadRadio.com. Right now, the radio station has reached out over to 39 different countries have listened to Lonesome Road Radio. That's what we have to do. And now we have been given our own streaming channel on uh, 
Roku and Apple TV and Fire TV, I believe it is. And that's, that's a crazy thing. I, I got invited to uh, Kingdom City to a driver's appreciation. And uh, I went out there to set up a booth and maybe speak five to ten minutes. And there's a guy that came to interview the singers that were there, Sunshine Road. If you've heard them, they're, they're awesome. They're, they need to be interviewed. They need to be on uh, TV programs and stuff like that. And he came to interview them. And Kevin and Rochelle, they are road chaplains for Channel 21 Ministry. And they pointed at me back there in the back, and they said, you ought to interview him. He's doing Lonesome Road Ministry, and he told him a little bit about our ministry. And he came back there and started talking to me, and we <laughs> hit it off. And he, by the time I left, he had decided to give me a free TV streaming channel, a free one. And I thought, well, I, I can't even do him on that, I guess. <laughs> so I said, yes, I'll take it. And then I had to find somebody that knows what they're doing to help me run it. And that's Roger Barkley Jr., Barkley Media. And God just keeps putting people in my path to help me raise this ministry up so that we can continue reaching people all across this country. You know, we're talking about a real God that can change and transform anyone who calls out to him. All we have to do is call out to God and he will do the rest. You know, there's a company out there that builds their product as the real thing. You probably know what I'm talking about, Coca-Cola. Let's, let's just look at them for a second. Coca-Cola sells every day 773 million Coke products every day. Every day. They are currently in 195 nations in the world. Coca-Cola came out with a motto in 1998, a Coke in the hand of every man. What we are doing is so much bigger than what they are doing. It's heaven or hell more important what we're doing. We got to reach out with the gospel to everyone. We got to find new ways to present the gospel to people around us. We got to take the gospel to the world. We can't just sit on our blessed assurance and wait for them to come to us. We got to take the gospel. We got to take the church on the road. There are people out there that are searching and most of them don't even know what they're searching for. There are people out there that are real good about putting on a happy face masquerading as happy-go-lucky people, but deep down, they are crying and they are dying. We don't want to get stuck in a rut of only sharing the gospel in one way. We have to find new ways of sharing the gospel. We need to be open to sharing the gospel in multiple ways, CDs, podcasts, radio, one-on-one, -on -one, sermons, testimonies, music, dinners, pies, cookies, cards, telephone calls, conference lines, etc., etc., etc. There's so many ways to share the gospel. If you're not sharing the gospel, then you're spinning your wheels. The message is the same, but the methods have to change. We have to find new ways to reach people out there on the road. We are living in a new age of technology. We have the opportunity to take the gospel out of the church walls and bring Jesus to the folks wherever they are, in their trucks, in their homes. Everyone has a tool in their hand, a cell phone. We have the new ways with these podcast cards that we pass out that people can listen to a message on their cell phone. We got to put the gospel in their hands. The gospel message goes with them everywhere they go, but it's up to each one of us to get it in the hands of every person that we can. Our motto should be the gospel message in the hands of every person that we come in contact with. We should never miss an opportunity to put a a CD, a card, a gospel track, a book, a Bible in the hands of somebody that we come in contact with. There's no reason that we can't do that. Our vision is to make as many disciples as we can and work with as many ministries and churches as we can. We need to tie our ministries together. Isaiah 54 two says, enlarge the place of your tent 
and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. God wants to pour out his favor and blessings beyond anything we could ever even imagine. God wants each of us to go to the next level in our lives, ministries, our churches. We have to prepare to receive his favor and blessings. We must increase our vision and our capacity to reach and teach and preach to whosoever, whenever, and however. <laughs> I'm reminded of the story in uh, 2 Kings uh, chapter 4 about the widow who cried out to the prophet Elisha. Her husband had died and the creditors were coming to enslave her family. The prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? She said, I ain't got nothing, you know. And, but she said, nothing but a small bottle of olive oil. And the prophet told her to round up all the jars she could find, go and ask her friends and neighbors for jars, and not just to ask for a few, but to gather all she could, and then fill the jars with the oil in the small, from the small bottle. When they had finished doing what the prophet said, they had more than enough to pay their debt and to live a blessed and highly favored life. It's time for us to go out and seek those containers and gather not just a few, but as many as we can and let the Lord bless us beyond anything that we could ever dream, hope, or imagine. He wants to enlarge each one of us, but we have to enlarge our vision and effort. Just like the little boy with a few fish and a few loaves, a small lunch, enough for the young lad, but when he placed it in the hands of the master, it became a miracle and was enough to feed thousands and thousands. If we think we have reached our limits, then we will get stuck right where we're at. But if we continue to enlarge our vision of where God wants to take us, we will continue to reach our family, our friends, and our neighbors. Those containers we are to gather up so that God can fill them up, they are our family our friends, and our neighbors. We need to gather up our friends and family and neighbors and let God pour out his Holy Spirit in each one of them. We need to go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in so that his house can be filled. When we enlarge our vision, God will pour out his favor, not only on us, but also all those who we reach out to. God wants us to have a life more abundantly, so we need to increase our vision and gather as many containers as possible and let God fill them to overflowing. We need to recruit more road chaplains. We need to win souls for Jesus out there on the highways. We need to invite people to our conference line each day, each week, whatever it is. We got to invite people to come on and and hey, they just might get filled with the Holy Spirit. They might just get saved. So we must be committed to our calling. Acts chapter 19 says that within two years, almost every person in Asia had heard the word. Listen to this. In two years, almost every person in Asia had heard the word. That's without a, a sound system, a TV or radio or CD How's that possible? The reason it was possible was because these people had a super spiritual experience with God and they wanted to tell everyone that they came in contact with. They were contagious Christians. We have to be contagious Christians about our relationship with Jesus. Where's our commitment? Where's it at? We need to be all about Jesus every day, 24 hours a day, taking the church to the people wherever they are. The Bible says Jesus loved the church and gave himself for the church. Hey, friends, we are the church. We are the called out ones. That is what the Bible says the church is, the called out ones. We must be the church wherever we go. We are a church on the road. We got to take the church to the people wherever they are. God wants us to move to the front lines, and we are not selling the gospel, it is free for whosoever. It is our job to take it to as many as we can and offer them the greatest gift that can change and transform their lives. Their, this gift is a free gift. 
We have to be that light. We have to shine Jesus to everyone we come in contact with. We might be the only Bible someone ever reads. You've all heard that saying, and it's true. So we have to be something worth reading. There's a great story I like to tell, and I'll, I'll try to close with this. I'm trying to close. Uh, it's called the Starfish Story. You may have heard it, but there was a, this, this writer. He, he loved to write his novels, and he would all, love to write them from the beach. He would always find him a beach somewhere to write his novel. And he, he was in Australia or somewhere on this beach, and he, and he liked to go down to the beach early in the morning. And he started down to the beach early one morning. He could see a, a silhouette down there. It looked like somebody dancing on the beach. And he kept looking at that, and he, and he got a little closer and a little closer. As he got closer, he seen it wasn't, they weren't dancing. They was throwing something in the water in, from the beach. They were picking up things off the beach, and he said, where are they getting all them rocks? And uh, as he got a little closer, he noticed it was starfish. The beach was littered with starfish. Thousands and thousands and thousands of starfish was littered on the beach, and this little boy was down there picking them up and throwing them in the water. And the man walked down there, and he said, Son, what are you doing? He said, These starfish are dying. we got to throw them back in the water. And the man looked at him. He said, Son, <laughs> there's too many of them. You'll never make a difference. And the little boy picked up a starfish, looked at it, looked at the man, throwed it in the ocean, and he said, I'll make a difference to this one. And that's the attitude we have to have. There's millions of truck drivers out there, and we cannot reach all of them, but we might make a difference to the ones that we can reach. And so we have to take that attitude on the road and reach whosoever, whenever, and however. That's what we have to do. We can't let some critic or naysayer discourage us from doing what God has called us to do. You know, Teddy Roosevelt wrote this while he's in college, the man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error, shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm, great devotions, who spends himself in worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. You know, there's a man in the Old Testament in Chronicles by the name of Asa. And the Ethiopians are bearing down on him, and they are a million strong. Asa's Israeli army has 580,000, outnumbered almost two to one, and Asa prays a prayer. Lord, it's nothing for you to win this battle, whether we are great in number or just a few. And the Bible says the Lord smote the Ethiopian. From a natural point of view, it looks like they were no way to win, but with God, all things are possible. God got the victory because this man dared ask God to help him defeat his enemies. Don't let anyone tell you you can't win someone to Christ. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't make a difference. We can make a difference to those who we come in contact with. We can be that river in the desert to those who are dying without the water of life, without the bread of life. It's up to us to point those who are lost on that road in the wilderness to the life-giving water. We must point them to Jesus. Give them hope for a better life. We are that oasis in the desert for the lost and dying world on that old lonesome road. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to share this message with the Midnight Crusaders and on this line. Lord, I pray that uh, they will take this to heart and, and apply it into their lives and they will go out and be that gospel light that shines 
on the American highways. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rolling down this road gets kind of lonely. Radio becomes your only friend. You take another sip of truck stop coffee. As you contemplate all of your life's choices And all of the regrets along the way You start to feel the heartache and the sorrow As you lift your eyes to heaven and you pray I want to come home Can you help me find Take me there today I have run for so long Lord, I'm weary and worn I just want to come home To the place where I It's been a lifetime ago At that old country church That grandma went to I love to hear her play That old piano So many years have gone Since she left us And I'm sorry that I put you on What I'm trying to say is I need you, Lord I sure could use some help I want to come home Can you help me find the way I want to come home Can you take me Take you back home 
place where you Drivers, I don't know what's going on in your life, but Jesus does. And he is the king that you need to bring your problems to. And you can do that right now. And it's as easy as A, B, C. Isn't it, Fred? Salvation is just that easy. A, B, C. First of all, admit that you are a sinner. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And B... You need to believe in Jesus. And in John 3.16, we all know this verse, but let me go ahead and read it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you did A and B, that you've admitted you're a sinner and you've believed upon Jesus Christ, the next you need to confess him as your Lord and that's found in Romans 10 and 9. Yeah, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And it's just that easy, A, B, C. Yeah, Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love that word, whosoever. Me too. I'm a whosoever, and, and I'm glad I am. And you, my friend, are a whosoever, and God is calling you today to come to him and confess and believe, and he will save you every time. You may be a Christian and you may have tons of problems, but God still wants to, you to load those problems on him. So if you prayed that prayer. Give us a call at yeah. 618-383-2107. Yeah, you can call me or text me on that number or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Let us help you with your walk with Christ. We want to send you a Bible. We want to send you testimony books. We want to send you CDs. We want to send you podcast cards that will help you as you travel that old lonesome road. There's been a lot of mountains that I've had to climb. There have been some rivers, some deep and oh so wide. Dark valleys try to pull me back to the life I left behind. When I steal away to my secret place, in prayer I close my eyes. I can hear the angels singing. I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river Pearly gates are open wide I can see my Savior reaching With outstretched nail-scarred hands Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land Storm clouds sometimes gather Try to blind my eyes To the joy that I know's waiting Just beyond the eastern sky And this world that's growing darker With every passing day I can still see the lights of home When I steal away and pray I can hear the angels singing I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river Early gates are open wide I can see my Savior reaching With outstretched nail-scarred hands Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land I can hear the angels sing I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river 
the gates are open wide. I can see my Savior reaching with outstretched nail-scarred hands. Though I'm walking through the valley, I can see the promised land. Though I'm walking through the valley, I can see the promised land. Now, folks, if you've enjoyed what you heard and you would like to talk to Lonesome Road Ministries, give Gary a call at 618-383-2107. That's 618-383-2107. Call today. Or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We would love to hear from you. And that phone number that Fred gave you, you can also text me your mailing address. We'd love to get you on our mailing list and send you some of these every month out there on the road. And remember this, friends. Jesus loves you. And we We do, do too. We'll talk at you later. Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree